Hello and welcome to the monthly podcast, The Art of Networking. I am your host, Patricia McDowell. I have been in business for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to help you get the maximum outcome when attending a networking event. Have you ever heard people say, whatever happened to that company, they were very good. I can't seem to locate their business card or they changed their contact information and I can't get in touch with them. Let me introduce to you the future of business cards, the talking business card. With the talking virtual business card, you will never lose contact with a customer Again, the Talking Virtual Business Card shares your story in a way a paper business card can't. It's your information hub that allows you to stay connected at the same time, talk to your customers directly. Visit our website at talkingvcard.com forward slash T-R-I-C-I-A. That's talkingvcard.com forward slash T-R-I-C-I-A. Hello, and welcome to The Art of Networking. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we are going to talk about the elevator speech. A good elevator pitch can be the difference between landing your next big opportunity or falling short of the competition. But the reality is people want to have a meaningful conversation without the forced sale pitch. So how do you pitch yourself during a job interview or a client meeting with authenticity? The first thing, that, the first, what is an elevator pitch? An elevator pitch, also known as an elevator speech, is an opportunity to share a quick summary, but a pitch can also be a chance at making a real connection that you can use later down the road. It's not always an immediate benefit, but you should be prepared for a scenario in which you could be given an elevator pitch. In reality, most people have given an elevator pitch whether they realized it or not. That's because there are many different types of pitches, from interview to new, op- to op- new business opportunities, that makes preparing for your next pitch an important step in marketing both yourself and your company. When it comes to figuring out who to deliver your pitch to, you should aim for the best point of contact, not just the highest point of contact. Choosing connections that are related to or interested in what you're offering will give you a better chance at making your sales. 
how long should an elevator pitch be? One of the biggest unknown about creating sample elevator pitches is how long they should be. In most cases, it will depend on what it is about and who you're pitching. A good rule of business etiquette is to make it as short as possible, but carefully selecting the most important points. How to write an elevator pitch. When it comes to writing an elevator pitch, it can be hard to decipher important facts from the unimportant ones. This is why knowing how to effectively communicate in the workplace is important in the first place. For example, while it's good to personalize your communication tactics wherever possible, it's not necessary to give prospect an entire history lesson on your business. Only the most recent and relevant details should be included. To get started creating your own pitch, you first need to understand the basic components that make up any good elevator pitch. Introduce yourself. As a good pitches start with a short introduction. It could be as simple as starting stating your name and who you work for if those details apply. But the more personal you make it, the more natural your elevated pitch will seem. Body language is also important of a solid introduction as it is eye contact. Here are a few tips to keep in mind with introducing yourself to a new prospect. Greeting your audience in a way that's appropriate for the occasion. Go formal for a business pitch or more casual for a fun event. With business meetings and networking events being held virtually, you need to get creative with your introductions over the video chat. You could even start with a light-hearted joke to break the ice, but whatever you do, make sure it is relevant to your audience. Present the problem. All solutions start with a problem. Whatever you or your business is trying to solve, it is important to get the point across early on in your elevator pitch to set the theme for the rest of your speech. An example problem, coordinating work between teams is chaos. If possible, relate the problem back to your audience by using real world examples. This will help make the problem more relevant and hopefully grab your audience's attention. If your problem isn't easily to explain, try using more than one example of the visual to really paint a picture for your audience. Offer the solution. If the problem is what draws the audience in, then the solution is what hooks them. This is your time to show them why they need your help. Here's an example solution. Deborah gives team a system to organize and manage 
what works so they know what to do. Why does it matter? And how to get it done. The solution is argumentably the more the most important part of an elevated pitch. So spend time perfecting it. If you are pitching for a business, it's likely the quicker quick solution pitch has always been created. But again, it's always better to personalize your pitch. So don't be afraid to tweak it to fit your audience. If pitching yourself, talk about the unique skills you've developed and why they would be beneficial to your prospect. Explain your value proposition. Now that you've um, pitched your audience uh, attention, it's time to seal the deal by explaining why your solution is better than anyone else. An example value proposition is Diana is the only platform that connects goals with the work needed to achieve them. The value proposition differs from the solution by focusing on why your audience should use the solution over a competitor's. If you don't have the answer just yet, perform a competitive analysis to compare your offerings or look to your executive uh, summary. If your market is extremely niche, niche and you don't have a clear differential or significant competitor, look to communication and interface capabilities. Consider why your idea or solution is original enough that someone will want to use it. Read how to write an executive summary with examples. Engage the audience. While most of the hard work is done, it's important to engage your audience with a compliment or a question before you part ways. Always err on the side of being unique, genuine, rather than delivering a scripted goodbye. There is, a, there is no right or wrong with way to engage with your audience. While ending with a question can create a dialogue between you and your audience, a unique compliment can go a long way. Think about what makes you want to pitch them in the first place and use that to end your conversation. Lastly, don't forget to swap contact information such as using your virtual business card or your QR code that you have mounted on the wall or on an easel if you don't have one already. Make sure you get one. General elevator pitch template. Use our use my in, um, elevator pitch template to start constructing your speech by adding statistics, personalized um, greetings where needed, um, incorporate four parts explained ab above to hit all the important details of a good elevator pitch. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Deborah, a CEO of the Avon Company. It's great to meet you all. Problem. 
since you work with um, Avon Company, the leader of the industry of makeup, I figure you'd be interested to know that 50% of the women buy their makeup through the internet. Solution, the great part about working with my company, Avon, is that we were then able to just fix that problem by introducing Avon do-it-yourself makeup online. Value position. In fact, we're the only company that offers online makeup application. I think our solution could really help you. Are you available this week to speak further on this? Don't be afraid to change up your pitch template based on your personality and your professional expertise. We are always we are also include your thirty minutes pitch to um, include some type of a, a joke to break the ice, as I mentioned before. So, go out there, make a run of it, and get in front get in front of a mirror and practice your elevator pitch. Whether you're pitching your um your product or services or company company in the virtual world by Zoom or whatever platform that you're doing online, or if you're at a one-to-one in person, or if you're in front of a, a live audience. Um, your elevator pitch should be really no longer than 20 to 30 seconds, depending on the environment in which you are uh, in. And um, I know for... Um, some of the Zoom meetings, they'll give you like two minutes. So, you know, practice your your, um, your message. Practice in front of a friend. Practice your pitch in front of a co-worker to get feedback and see if they understand what it is, what the value is that you are actually selling. Okay, until next next month. Um, I'll see you then. Thank you for listening. Welcome to another edition of The Art of Networking. Today we are going to talk about planning before going out to do your networking event. Do you have a plan? Setting networking goals can help you get the most out of your networking activities. Goals can help you achieve short and long-term objectives by creating a framework which within which you can move forward towards the achievement of your goals on a sustainable basis. Most people set goals that they never achieve, giving up too early or simply letting the rigors of life get in the way. Goals offer an effective solution by keeping your eyes on the prize no matter what else is going on in your life. As part of your networking strategy, you should think about what you want to achieve from networking and write a list of goals and objectives to help you have a more targeted and purposeful approach to your networking. Reaping rewards from networking takes time, so it is important to not get disheartened. 
If you have goals and objectives, these should enable you to understand how successful your networking and adjust your networking strategy is necessary. Action point. Think about what you want to achieve from your networking. Ask yourself, why are you networking? Write it down. Make a list and note of what you want to accomplish. Keep track of your goals and change them when you need to. Remember how you say you, you call Louie tomorrow afternoon. Put a specific time in your calendar and set a reminder to do so. As David Cole, professor at um, Virginia Tech, found through his research, People who regularly write down their goals earn nine times more over the course of their lifetime than people who don't. Why are you networking in the first place? You might want to network to, to meet people, to make opportunities, to gain co contact directly with potential clients or with people who might be able to refer clients to you. Meet and build relationships with people who share a similar client base. Give advice or ideas from others. Be a part of a supportive network or like-minded individuals. Build a network of reputable suppliers. Develop confidence in presenting yourself and your business. Find out more about career options or get a job or find potential employees. Improve your skills, example communication skills, develop your current career. Pick one of the two goals and then choose a number of objectives. It is likely that these will be linked and should all form part of a strategy that works well together. Spread yourself too thin and you won't achieve your goals. Be realistic. Don't make promises, including to yourself, that you can't keep. Establishing obtainable goals is set yourself up for a failure before you even begin. If you want to reach out to a certain amount of people on LinkedIn, don't choose an outrageous number to strive for. Are you interested in meeting individuals through volunteering? Don't sign up for many charity work than your calendar can handle. Of course, your relationship building goals will be more specific to your own needs. Looking for a new job, then a weekly task can be to connect with a certain number of people who work in your desired industry or recruit for the role you're applying for. And you must make changes as needed. When you land that, the job, you can adjust your goals to build rapport with new colleagues and potential vendors. What's important is that you make reaching your objectives a habit. Choose a certain time of every day or each week to focus only on relationship building and track your progress. It will be more effective when it comes part of your routine. Getting your goals is in order will help you build and maintain strong network and these connections will form the personal support system we all need to succeed. So, what relationship building goals are you working on today? 
Think about it. See you next week. Thank you, everyone.